Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown! Fry Fogel again! Welcome to the OEO Podcast. It's Bucket Week, and I'm actually excited for it, weird enough. And I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Bragley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I will continue to throw our handles out until it is no longer a thing. So just deal with it. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? On this podcast, I say a lot that uh, Purdue isn't a real rival. Not to me. I didn't grow up in, you know, with the rivalry there. But every week... Every year I get into this week like I am jumping. Now, would I have been jumping if last Saturday's result was different? I'll never know, but it doesn't matter. I'm absolutely jumping this week. Um, super excited to talk about this game, and I'm, I'm super excited for uh, the game itself. Cool. Uh, something nobody's going to be excited for. Uh, we just have to have him along just because he and he has anything else to do. Uh, that is our producer, Seth. Producer spelled P-U-R-D-U-E-C-E-R. What what episode number is this? Uh, 125, I want to say. And what, this is our third year doing this? So this is... Yes. This is so our that means... third season finale. So that, that means... That means Seth's been sufferable for 122 episodes and insufferable for three of them. Um not sure when we brought him along but yeah that that would technically it kind of it checks out for now nobody's going to do the math you can block him on twitter or you can just wait until it goes away it's at say top five s-e-t-a-h five that's two twitter jokes already man two i just i can't deal with it every time i get on there i feel like it's going to go down like that day but i don't know maybe not maybe somebody else will just buy it from him I'm What's, here. Yeah. Hello. You Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> nice of you so to join us. Speak, speaking of Twitter, um, did you see Tampax's uh, tweet from yesterday? No, but I'd love to see how this ties in with our podcast. <laughs> I don't even know if I can, but we're talking about Twitter and everyone just saying the most crazy things on Twitter, right? Like everyone's just letting it all go. Mm-hmm. Um, Tampax, um, official tweet put out um you're in her dms were in her were not the same um perfect so that's and you know perfect. who's not this and it's you know who else is not the same purdue is and it? i am that's true that is true and that's who, what we're here to talk about we're here to talk about the game against the purdue boilermakers um 3 30 kickoff on saturday in beautiful memorial stadium uh brandon we got our wish it's gonna be rainy a chance of 60, 60 to 78% of rain, cha- rain chance all day on Saturday. 
a high of 53 and a low of 42, which is, I guess, would give us an advantage offensively. I'm not sure. I don't We'll talk about it here in a minute, but it, it works to slow down the pass, you would think. So that's that's a good thing. Um, you can watch this beautiful matchup on Big Ten Network. Um, IU right now, at least the time of pod outline, we were getting 10 and a half with an over-under of 54 based on the weather seems high, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, previous meeting, pretty one. Who cares? Um, all time. Uh, they beat they beat a walk-on from Noblesville. So congratulations. Well done. Uh, all-time series, Purdue still barely hanging on, 75 to 42. And I just last need to win for 33 consecutive yeah, years, it, baby. It should have been at least two out of the last three, but the last win coming in 2019. And then the cowards quit on us twice in 2020. Um, oh, we got COVID. Oh, we got COVID again. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Okay. We were ready. You weren't moving on. Um, real, real, real quick. I got a few notes. Um, first question is for Seth. Uh, does Aiden O'Connell wear gloves? I don't think so. No, no gloves in the rain. Is that a concern? Yeah or nay? I have my I have my own concerns. Okay, he's, and none, he's none of them are about his facial hair. I think more than okay. His and the next next thing here is both teams are awful against the spread. Um, ATS is a number I or a stat I use a lot, especially this late in the season. They're both four and seven. So what that says is Vegas doesn't really know anything about either one of these teams. So you can pretty much throw the spread out, in my opinion. Like um, Vegas has been so wrong with both of these teams that, I mean, it it really is a crapshoot. I mean, I'll, I'll be really interested to see what your guys' predictions are later. Um, but normally, like, good against the spread teams, I normally weigh that. But with two teams that are combined – eight and 14 against the spread. Yeah. You have no idea. No. So my suggestion would be stay away from this game. If, if you're a gambler or hedge, I, you 10 and a half. You yeah. just do that. Or the better bet there, the better bet, because again, both teams are bad against the spread would just be to take IU money line at plus 300. Cause you're going to get four to one. You're going to get four oh, to true. one. That's true. That's, that, and put a real small bet, put a real small bet down at a plus 400. Um, or plus 300, which is four to one. 25 bucks wins you 100. There you go. Seth, anyway. you, wanted to, you wanted to jump in there? No. Okay. I, yeah. All right. I think the 10 and a half is right on. I bet you do there. Mm-hmm. It seems just a, just a smidge high. Just mm-hmm. a smidge. I think seven and a half would have been around it. I think it gets down. I think it drops a little bit by, by mm-hmm. kickoff. We'll see. We are recording early. This is a Tuesday night, not a Wednesday night. So um, due to holiday schedules. So um, let's hop right in. Let's break down the opponent. Seth will be used quite a bit when we get to the players, I think, or if he wants to talk at all about the record in the season. Uh, a bunch of ebbs and flows, I would say. I still can't get over the Syracuse game. I'm still mad about it. <laughs> I, I want you to know that. I yeah, have feelings and they're hurt. That turned out to be what was a good loss. And it's now time. turning into like just a meh. Meh. Yeah. Yep. 
I don't mind losing to Penn State. The Wisconsin and Iowa games, we lose those games most years. Iowa was embarrassing, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that, that doesn't bug me. Was bad. Yeah, Petrus. The Syracuse one, though, that's a problem. Petrus doesn't embarrass you. I mean, Iowa's Iowa's aged great. They're going to be playing in the Big Ten championship. <laughs> you son of a. <laughs> I mean, that's that's aging out to be a great loss. Can't believe that. I cannot believe. I mean, it wasn't a close loss, wasn't it? Like twenty-seven to three or something like 24 that. Twenty-four to three. Yeah. Twenty-four. To um, three. did you guys see the? Uh, I think Nicole Arback. Do you guys follow her? She no. does great, great covering. She uh, she put out a tweet that said, "We can't let Iowa keep doing this," and it was the Breaking Bad <laughs> Jesse Pinkman yelling, "We can't let him keep doing this." It was it was very very funny. Well, if Illinois wouldn't have um, just just choked Imploded. down the stretch, yes, anytime they played anybody good, they just well outside of Purdue, they lost. So, um. That was the good thing. Purdue did beat them. So um, let's talk it real quick. Jeff Brom's still hanging around. Sixth season with a record of 35 and 33. Uh, this season, seven and four so far. Looking for their eighth win and just a little tickle. Just a little tickle to see if they can get to Indianapolis. Will we know before or after or during the game? When will you know? I don't know. know. That's a good question. We're going to look up because if Iowa beats Nebraska, it doesn't matter. This game is relevant. It's relevant to IU. It's relevant for the bucket, but irrelevant for Purdue other than maybe bowl seeding. How, why is this taking you so long? It's 2020. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. Friday. That's why I was looking (gasps) at Saturday. Oh my goodness. That's phenomenal for IU. That is if Purdue has nothing to play for, that yeah. is amaze balls. Is it though? Like, I feel like I'd like I, to have them tight. I'd like to have them real tight. Like they're real tight coming in. I D G A F. Okay. Yeah. I don't I think want, it's going to matter. I, <laughs> I don't think it's going to matter. But got a okay. quick question for Sethers. That's what you call them sometimes. Sethers. Sometimes. sometimes. Um, so say the, say the season goes as you want it to, right? Um, do you think you guys have any chance against Ohio State or Michigan in the Big Ten Championship? Michigan, maybe? No, not even close. Okay. No. So, so my like question four touchdowns ultimately, at the best. Ulti- ultimately, my question goes to so you want to get there and get blown out. Like you want to win the Big Ten West to just get humiliated on national TV. Yes. Okay. You, you know, all they care about are the Big Ten banners. Banners, baby. About anything else? That's nauseating. <laughs> all right, we can keep going. Let's run through. We're gonna run through their schedule real quick. We kind of already did Eight. seven and four Loss, losses. We'll do the losses first. Penn State at Syracuse, at Wisconsin, and Iowa at home. Wins over Indiana State, FAU at Minnesota, at Maryland, um, Nebraska at home, at Illinois, and Northwestern at home in a barn burner last week. Um, yeah, anything, nothing. They, crazy they beat the teams they out. should have. Yeah. Did you caught Maryland after us? Without Talia? I want to say maybe. Oh, yeah. Whatever. I will never say his name right. You're lucky I even said his name and just didn't call him to his brother. Um, probably going to transfer to Alabama, by the way. Back to Alabama. 
2022 offensive rankings for Purdue. These were fairly surprising. Uh, 55th in total offense at 408 yards per game. Just to put this in perspective, we talked about IU last week, so it doesn't matter. IU at 116. Um, we know the offense has been a struggle really outside of, well, no, it's just been a struggle. So um, they are 23rd in total passing at 280 yards per game and 97th in total rushing. Those two kind of make sense. But I, I, again, I was surprised at the passing number. I feel like O'Connell's not quite having the year he was having. I mean, obviously last year, I think he had a great year, right? Really big year. Heisman watched last year. Yeah. Um, but this year, it, I thought he struggled, didn't he? Yeah, he's had some turnover issues. He missed a game for injury. There's been some no, so, so we say that. I actually have a stat here, boys. I have a stat. Um, Aiden O'Connell, 30th in QBR. It's not the be all end all, but it's the best measuring stick we have. Are you happy? Would uh, he wouldn't be happy? Are you happy with the 30th best quarterback in the nation? Like, is like, are you, yeah, is that, is that good? 30th best quarterback? I mean, I could throw that right back in your face. Wouldn't you yeah. kill to have a 30th best quarterback in the Oh, we don't know where Dexter Williams yeah. is. We okay. don't know where he's at. <laughs> oh, we don't know where Dexter yeah. I mean, at. yeah, it's not as high end as you'd like and especially it doesn't it doesn't scream Big 10 title contender, but it gives you a chance to win the majority of games if you have 7 home games that means you should win 6 of them. Yeah, it gives you a chance at a bowl game every year if you're in the top 30. Yeah, I would love to have 30 top 30 quarterback play. I don't I can't think... remember the last time we've had a top 30. Maybe maybe Peyton in, in 2019? Maybe? No, I don't think so, man. That team relied so much on turnovers and big plays. I don't know, man. 2019 was that was a good offense. That was DeBoer. Yeah. I remember. So maybe. Um, I'm, so that... I guess that's my thing because there is a rhetoric that Aiden McConnell had a disappointing season. Well, his completion percentage is down. 63.8%, which he was, what, 70 pretty much the rest of his career. I can look that up real quick. Um, but he is almost at 3,000. He'll get to 3,000 probably after this game. For, so for his career, no, just last year was just a standout year. I mean, 71% last year, almost 4,000 yards, 28 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. He's at 20 to 11 right now. Um, ratings are, I mean, 158 to 130. He's been pretty consistent for his career. Um, God, that facial hair is terrible. I don't understand it. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, do you guys want to talk? Well, we'll get to him in just a second. Defensive rankings, also surprising. Um, but it could be a product of the side of the conference. And I, I don't I don't mean that as a stab. There are not yes, great offenses do. on yes, that side. Do. No, they're not great. Not, not a stab at Purdue. They're just not a good... Bunch oh, of a step in the Big Ten West. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the AFC South of college football. Yeah, probably. So, thirty-fifth uh, in total defense at three hundred and forty yards per game allowed. Twenty-seventh in rushing defense at one hundred and twenty, and sixty-first in passing defense at two nineteen. Seth, the only thing I can think of that would stand out to me: Did you guys play Ibrahim against Minnesota? Did you play against him? No, I think it was Potts. So that helps the running numbers a little bit, I'm sure. I'm just looking. I mean, Maryland's maybe the best offense. Have you guys faced a running played. quarterback? 
Maryland, How do you guys face a running court? Let me see. Maryland I thought Talia didn't play that game. He did play. He did play. He had uh, 315 yards, three touchdowns. They ran the ball but the, for Talia 30 still isn't yards. a running, a running. He ran six times. They have yet to play a running, yeah. a mobile quarterback. Are we sure? What about Northwestern's guy? Does he run? No, he's awful. Yeah, I know. We know he's bad at throwing the football. Uh, Nebraska, no. Wisconsin, no. Iowa, no. Illinois, no. A little bit Illinois, but not really. Syracuse? Don't him run. Syracuse? Yeah, he crushed us. Okay. Yes, that's where I was getting. See, I actually knew the answer to that. Schrader. They played... Yeah, 17 carries, they... 83 yards. They yeah. played one running quarterback, and it went very well for the other team. Guess what and we he's have, not even Michael? That much of a running quarterback. Guess what we have? We got a running quarterback. We got that's a running right. quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I'd kill for thirteen at twenty nine for one eighty one and three touchdowns. Kill for it. Um, by the way, Aiden O'Connell great in that game. Thirty nine of fifty six, four twenty four, three touchdowns. I mean, it really costly interception though, right? Pick six, freak pick six. I think right off the end or something like that. Um. Yeah, so there you go. Those were surprising rankings, but I guess when you sit here and you think about the schedule, if you look at top tier offenses, and I'm not again, this isn't against Purdue. You play whoever's on your schedule. Um, they can't help that the rest of their side of the conference is poo-poo trash. You play Penn State with a decent offense, Syracuse, a decent offense. Minnesota when healthy is a good offense, Maryland a really good offense. But then Indiana State, no. FAU, no. Nebraska, no. Wisconsin, no. Iowa, no. Illinois, no. Well, it's okay. And North uh, Northwestern's just pure water trash. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the matchup for sure. I um, think we match up very well against the defense. Me too. Me too, but we'll see. We'll see. I we'll also talk. think their offense matches up very well against our defense. And so that, that's, that's why you said 54 is high. I think 54 is pretty spot on. If I had to pick high or low, I would pick low. I'm saying 54 is high because of the weather. Because if you can't throw, if it's going to be like rain, rain, eh, it's going to be tough to throw. So, and if they can't throw, they've got something called, they've got something called the Devin Maccabee, Maccabee, that I'm pretty sure is not in any of their draft or any of their like top recruited four star awesome running backs this guy's what happened to the iu guy what happened to samson Samson transferred i don't know where he went though but uh a a disappointing another disappointing kid out of avon sorry to do that to him but they had the quarterback too that was disappointing right who was that hunter hunter johnson no uh peters was from avon hunter johnson was from brownsburg there you go i have samson james not on a team Enter the transfer portal on July 8th, 2022. Not on a team right now. Surprising. Um, okay. So, yeah, we'll talk. We just touched on two of them. Aiden O'Connell, we've talked enough about Aiden O'Connell. We're going to do key players from Purdue right now. We've just talked a little bit about Devin Maccabee. Do, or Maccabee, do you want to talk at all about him or Aiden O'Connell? Yeah, so Maccabee is hurt. Uh, he got a, I think he got concussed in the last game. He so is he not going to play. He's not he playing. is likely out. Um, so that means, and King Daru, I believe, is still out as well. So yep, he's Dylan Downing, Kobe Lewis, and Tyrone Tracy, the other Iowa transfer, those are the three guys we're going to be relying on at so running back. Tyrone Tracy plays; they 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 line him up at running back. 
he's a slash. He's been playing receiver pretty much primarily as like the eighth receiver. So Dylan so, Downing, what are mm-hmm. what are we looking at here? He's Six uh, foot like two ten from Carmel. Yep, transfer from UNLV. He's been steady, more of a fullback. Um, average is not run. good. The average nope. is not good. Three point nope. two in the nope. month. He's at three point yeah three point nine overall. 3.9. Lewis is at three point five. Tracy's at eight point four, but he's only he's gotten some of those gadgety Jet running receiver and, plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's Oof. what we're looking at. Um, also, regarding the run game, Gus Hartwig, who's probably our top offensive lineman, he was the center from Zionsville. Mm-hmm. He's in a boot. Um, he's out for the season, I believe. Um, so they have a sophomore. Um, I'm, it's like Katzenberger, something like that, who's been filling in. Coltenberger, Colt, Bear, something like that. Um, you can tell I haven't been paying attention because they're on like their – 12th 13th and 14th linemen at this point so Mm -hmm. um yeah so offensive lineman depth is a struggle um we have tons of receivers though so yeah yep i've got uh, the good ones listed you can talk about anything else um charlie jones a surprising uh 2022 standout receiver is he leading the country that can't be leading the country right not anymore I'll, i'll look that up why don't you talk a little bit about chuck yeah, so this is your typical, stereotypical white receiver. Every single cliche you want to throw out there, you can go for. He's the gym rat. No, no, He's no, the no, no. Roommate there of the quarterback. We there we go. Come, on, I'm getting to it. He's sixth, uh, sixth in the country in receiving yards. Yeah. Um. So he's a little bit undersized, but he's scrappy. Uh. He's chirpy. He's he's the kind of guy who Purdue's been banking what? on for a couple of years what round do the patriots draft him sixth first draft <laughs> sixth round that's funny uh so he is third in the country in touchdowns as well 11 games 11 touchdowns you do the math it's probably not right but do you think you he's know, an nfl guy though i think he can be a returner yeah i think he gets it and i think he can get in on special teams as like a gunner so yeah i think he's got a niche yeah Another NFL guy. I don't I think I looks like you will get broken in the NFL. Maybe. Um, but maybe another NFL guy, Payne Durham. Yep. Big tight end. Big guy. Um, what's he got on the season here? He's 50 catches, 511 yards, second leading receiver on the team. Um, as I said, Charlie Jones is, is, I mean, hands down, he's 60 more catches than the next, uh, wide receiver. And 700 plus yards difference between the two. Um, that will be, I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but that'll be an interesting matchup um, with either one of the corners, whoever he's on. Hopefully it's Taiwan um, to see how that goes. Cause I'm assuming he's going to be very target heavy. Um, and I'll also be interested to see Payne Durham against, I'm assuming Pierre or Fitzgerald again. So um, I don't want to spoil too much of that because we'll talk about that in a little bit, maybe. Um, anybody you want to talk about TJ Sheffield? Do you think he's an impact player on the offense? Do you? Yeah, he's third in catch shares, but he's still um, the vast majority of the targets are going to be going to don't, uh, Jones and Durham. They are uh, and Durham, just to kind of put a point on this as well. He's not just your kind of 
you know, uh, five, 10 yard guy. He's a chunk guy. Mm-hmm. He has the longest reception on the season with 56 and he has seven touchdowns. So he's a red zone threat. Yeah, he's and 10, a big play 10 yards a catch as a tight end. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I think they're both going to have monster days. Yeah, probably. Probably monster six foot days. five, 255 for, um, for Payne Durham. Um, and then Sheffield, if you were to classify him as, as like, is he just a possession receiver for you? Is he a deep threat? Yeah, he's a keep him honest guy. He's gotcha. just uh, trying to balance the field out a little bit. Uh, Rice and Burks have been coming on a little bit lately. They're probably guys who are going to be big in the next couple of years. But um, yeah, they're just kind of guys. Just yeah, kind of fill, fill a generic role. Yeah, and Tyrone Tracy, the one that I thought that would have been a, a big impact transfer. Um, well, I guess that sounds like he's going to be out of the backfield more than he will um, split out. But um, all right, what's, the defense was confusing. Do you want to talk about anybody else on offense before we move on? No. Defense, confusing for me. So I wrote down just two of the safeties, Cam Allen, who I've, I've heard a ton about. Is that, uh, that's not, and this is going to sound maybe weird, but is that Ricardo's, any no, relation to Ricardo so. Allen? No, okay. So also a safety, another Allen safety, three interceptions, team leader with that. Um, one taken back for a touchdown, two fumble recovery, six passes dependent on the year at, at the safety position. Um, and then you're going to have to help me out with the next one. Sanusi Kane. Yeah, he's the leading tackler. He's got two forced fumbles, fumble recovery, a sack. He was more of a, uh, a nickel back kind of auxiliary safety. Um, but since Jefferson's gone down, he's kind of been a starter at safety. He's a speed burner. Uh, he gets beat every once in a while. Um, but you know, he's got he's got enough there and thankfully he's a little bit of a sure tackler, which as a safety you like to see. Yeah, that's gonna be important, I'm assuming, in this game. Yep. I don't know about a deep threat uh problem for you guys too much. I mean, they did take a couple shots downfield last week. Um, maybe they opened the playbook up this week. I don't know. If so, um just keep it away from Cam Allen. Is what yep. I can understand. Uh, We're the- not going to throw the ball that far. It's not going to matter. <laughs> These safeties are going to be absolutely neutralized. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. And we have really big corners too between Corey Trice, uh, Jamari Brown. Those guys are both about 6'3, 195. Um, so really big boys on the edge. And then, of course, don't forget Reese Taylor. He's kind of our nickel rotational corner as well. Oh, he's throw on some- him every time I watch Purdue. Just- say, he's had some ups and downs. Yep. He's I either getting that. burnt or committing a penalty. Yep. Okay. Attack Reese. Attack Reese in the slot. Big J. Big day for DJ. I big have a feeling he'll be primed up though for this. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I would he hope wasn't, so. He wasn't he wasn't any of the other times he played Purdue. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, I think he I think he did have a good game in nineteen, but I get the joke. I think he did. I don't wanna I don't wanna get attacked on Twitter. This game is going to be doing. super fun. There's going to be a lot it of is. a lot of big plays. There's going to be a lot of scoring in this game. I don't care what the weather is going to be. I think this game is going to be wildly entertaining and I think both defenses meh. Okay. Meh. Yeah. Okay. Uh defensive ends, you got a couple of defensive ends. I've got some sacks, Jack Sullivan, Cordray Sidnor. Say say Sidnor. Uh, five and four and a half sacks, respectively. Anybody else on the defense? Yeah, but you're playing not Matt, really... when, you're, when you play in the Big Ten West, you're playing Matt Ryan every week. It's true. Like, Petrus can't run. Mertz can't run. Tanner Morgan can't run. Casey true. Thompson can't, can't run. run. Like, 
Whoever Northwestern has can't run. Really hard to tackle complete freaking statues. You're not going against J.J. McCarthy. You're not going against Bella Thorne. You're not going against, well, I guess he did go to the Big Red Dog. How many sacks did they get on the Big Red Dog? I bet none. I'll look Um, it up. So, I mean, again, look at the quarterbacks we faced and the pressure they have. Don't worry, I did that. They didn't get any. They they got all their stack, all their sacks on the statues. I'm not worried about their defensive ends at all. Like not they had a really good chance of beating Penn State in this game, according to the percentages. Um, um, so they got yeah, one sack about on the this, big red dog, which he probably ran into to it himself because he can't help himself. But and it was some guy named sack. Scotty Hump Humpick. Yep, Scotty Humpick. So yep. again, and we also have Kedron Jenkins, who's another good end too. So all the guys. All, all Purdue's defensive players, all their stats are so beefed up because of playing absolutely horrendous offenses. Now, what can be said on the flip side, imagine, like, there's some tough defenses on that side. So, like, Chucky Jones is had an amazing year. Aiden O'Connell's had an amazing year. They're playing some really good defenses. Um, so, yeah. there's, I mean, to give Seth and Purdue credit, if, if you're going to rip the Big Ten West offenses, you have to credit the Big Ten West defenses. You know my feelings on the Illinois secondary. And it's getting exposed here as we play some more, some better teams. That's all I'm going to say. The one really good defense they did go up against. I want to see the stats. Charlie Jones still over 100 yards against Iowa. Oh, dude, Charlie yeah. Jones is going to have over 100 yards in this game. Aiden O'Connell under no 50% completion, 168 yards, two interceptions, an average of 3.9 yards per reception. On uh, I use defense is not good. No, no, no. This is against one of the top defenses in the country. Purdue's offense is going to absolutely rake in this game. I just, I don't think you're factoring in the weather enough, but that's fine. Um, Cool. Well, that's it. Now let's get into IU players to watch. Um, Everybody will pick an offensive player, defense player, special teams player. If you want to, we don't really have to do a special teams player, but we can. Um, Offense, who wants to go first? I will. I'll go. Um, this is DJ Matthews last year. He has seemed to absolutely disappear from the entire offensive game plan. Um, but we know rivalry games, you know, senior days always seems to be something crazy. I would love to see something worked in maybe a trick play for him or, or, or something. We, we tried that last week. It didn't work, but we at least attempted it. So I'm going to be watching DJ because it's likely not likely it is the last time we'll be watching DJ Matthews and the guy is still electric. So, so yeah, I, I'm going to do a cop out here. Cause I think that if Jalen Lucas is playing in the slot and Reese Taylor has lined up against him, goodbye trouble be a Bruin. Um, so I think that's something I'll be interested in. I, you know, I think the other thing is, to look at from a stat-wise offensively is, is pass attempts. Do they actually try to pass the ball, or are they this committed to this 10-to-1 pass uh, run-to-pass offense? Um, so let's see what it is. And so, uh, yeah, I'd like to see Jalen Lucas in the slot and, uh, and pass attempts. Those are two things I'm looking at. I'm going to take the super obvious pick, and I'm going to take Sexy Dexy. And I do think that they throw the football. Brandon doesn't think that they will, but I do think that they will. I so think that it'll I'm be... being dramatic. I'm doing a bit, but I hope they throw the ball at least 20 times. I think you're going to see it. And if you think you're going to have a high scoring game, they're going to have to throw the ball 20 times. 
So no, that's not a lot. That that would be a record low for I think every single team. Most teams throw the ball at least thirty to forty times. Um, yeah. Well, not so for us like, for the last two weeks. Right. So like twenty would be double what we did last. Well, almost double mm-hmm. or more than double because we threw seven times last week. Yeah, and but, nine so times, times I think the week before, maybe thirteen. So yeah, times no, I do. Like I do think it's more, but I think that's because Purdue literally begs us to throw the ball. Yeah, and you're going to um, set it up because you're going to run, 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 run. Or maybe yeah. they start the game with a pass. I don't know. Maybe they get fame. Maybe they do a little bullshit flea flicker. Who knows? Um, only Michigan. St- only Michigan State does that on each as half a, as as a favorite, as the better team on Senior Day. Pathetic. Yeah. After they gave up a 35 yard run after a 50 yard kick return. Pathetic Spartans. Whatever. Um, okay, defense. What are we watching? Dude, I don't I know if you saw the press already. conference. I don't know if you saw the press conference. I didn't. Cam Jones has a I chance to play. Yeah. It's got to be Cam Jones, right? Like, it's going to be absolutely amazing if he comes back and is the hero of this game. Um, it could just be all coach speak, and he could be hyping this up, but I don't think so. I really do think Cam Jones lines up. And even if he doesn't, we've seen him on the – sidelines he is an energy guy he is a leader um i think cam jones has an impact on this game whether he's in on the field or not he was out of the boot cam jones out of the boot last week i think he's that. playing michael i, I do, do i think he's playing he i think the there. plan all along was to get 100 healthy mm-hmm. and then play in the game that matters to him which is pretty there you go i gave mine away already i took mullen against chuck jones all right, so I, I'm going to start with the player. Or sorry, start with the stat, not a player. IU has been awful getting sacks, just 17 and 11 games. Just, what is that, barely over one and a half per game. Purdue has only given up 17 sacks, but is down to their third and fifth tackle, second center, several guards deep. And uh, if IU gets three sacks, Purdue could be in trouble. So... Who's going to get the sacks? The most obvious one to look at is Desan. This, I mean, can, is this a, is this the game he wrecks? Is this Could the be. Big Ten game that he shows up in and just? I mean, it might be his last IU game ever. Don't do that. So... Don't don't do that to me. Don't do that to me right now. Don't ruin my fun. So that's where I'm going. I'm going to Samakola. If uh, if he has a big game, it just adds to the list of reasons Purdue might be in trouble. Okay, I'm gonna end. Um... Special teams. Let's do that. Oh, dude. Again, Chucky's uh, I'm yep. picking all seniors here, man. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, again, I haven't had the opportunity to make it this a Chucky podcast this season, but I just have a feeling he is going to he's going to come in very clutch Um, again. If the weather's as bad as you think it's going to be, points are going to be at a premium. Supposedly, I don't think so. Um, but again, I think Chucky's one of our best kickers of all time. At least statistically, he's up there on on points scored. They said it a million times in the in the eighth MSU game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's go, Chuck. DJ Cam Jones and Chuck. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Seth. 
Well, if your theory is correct uh, from last week that James Evans was punting short and kind of wildly as a way to keep the ball out of what is it, Jalen Jalen Reed's hands, mm-hmm. he might be. Uh, you know, he took a sacrifice for his stats to to accomplish that. Apparently, um, that same game plan might be in effect if we're putting Chuck Jones back there at uh, punt returner. Um, whether he's back there or not, I would like to see uh, James Evans bounce bounce back game at least statistically, if not schematically. Yeah, that was my pick too. But Chucky, Chucky, good call there. I mean, I, none of us picked Jalen Lucas. I mean, do they do they dare kick to him? It would only be dumb to do so. Yeah. Squib in yeah, the rain. Squib in the rain, no matter what. That's my game plan. Again, okay. um, why would you? I mean, who cares if you're giving uh, IU starting field position at the thirty? Like, Especially since they don't have IU doesn't have explosive players. They have. They have Jalen Lucas. He's and the one and the quarterback. Dex. Okay, Dex. okay, all right, fine. But the the idea you can't keep the ball out of Dexter's hands. He's going to touch every play. Mm-hmm. If you can keep it out of Jalen Lucas's hands to at least you know limit the chances of him getting that explosive play, you have to take that out of the you know take that part out uh, take that out of the equation. Man, I don't know. Maybe maybe Shivers turned a corner next week or last week too. I don't know. We'll see. Because he looked. Whew. That breakaway, he looked good. So, all right, cool. Well, that's it for that. Let's get a quick word from our sponsor, Mona on Track Club. I'll be a little bit nicer this time around. MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport and the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show, in the show notes. Sure, not the shore notes, in the sure notes. Uh, for more details on their club runs and shop their gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies. As a thank you to our listeners, they are offering 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO10. That's LEO10, the number 10. LEO10 at checkout. Now, back to the show. And uh, you know what, Brandon? Let's uh, let's let Seth go first. Seth? Sack it. Sack holy, it. Holy hell. All right. All right, guys. I got two things that I stole from our group chat and one thing that I have uh, one thing I got on my own here. The first thing, uh, brag, I owe you an apology. I was wrong about the Purdue score last week. There was a TD wiped away at 14-3. Jalen Graham had a pick six called back for excessive celebration because he high-stepped too many yards. The TD was taken off the board and Purdue settled for a field goal. Uh, is NCAAFB the new no-fun league? Like, come on, that was ridiculous. I mean, he did high-step for 30 yards. So, like, of all the egregiousness, that might be a little exaggerated, but... Yeah, are you kidding me? Big Ten is the least cool conference. Like, they're not the most uppity, right? Like, SEC is the most uppity. Um, the Big 12, people just forget about. Like, he's he's mm-hmm. the guy that slips through the cracks. The Pac-12 is just a pot smoker that's, uh, you know, just hanging out. And the ACC is the cool they're league, fun. right? A- ACC is like the fun league, I guess, because everyone scores points and all the teams are bad. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll... Of absolutely the Big Ten is the no fun league. Well, that's like the least surprising news. Well, let's let's run let's run a different question here. Or maybe I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. Is does that only get called in the Big Ten? Yeah, uh, maybe the SEC. The SEC is okay. uppity on their rules. I could, but it, it it ain't happened in the Pac twelve. It ain't happened in the Big Twelve, and it ain't happened in the. What's well, not happening in the Pac twelve because literally nobody's watching. Nobody's watching, and the refs literally including the watching. referees. Like they're asleep. Yeah. 
Yeah. They're not, they're not actually watching anything. How, how the hell do you think Oregon averages like 63 points a game? Yeah, they're, they're sipping ayahuasca, having a great time. Yeah. So, and why do you think Oregon state's ranked? Nobody's <laughs> watching like nobody's and Yeah. I bet you, I just blew some minds on that one. They're nine nobody's and two watching. against the spread. I got on their bandwagon <laughs> about a month ago and I've made money. The beeves. All right. So. Anyways. Yeah. Don't take the touchdown off the board. That's ridiculous. Hey, Settle it on call. the uh, kickoff. All right. Um, I think you've been there before. So I'm sure by now, everybody who cares has seen the bad news about NCAA football. 23 looks like it won't come out till 24. Let's all just collectively cry about that for a second. Yeah. Now I can, I can relist my 2013. Um, so if anybody wants to buy the 2013 game, I, I, it's up for sale, hundred bucks. All right. Um, and so these guys are about their, these families, I should say, I always like to go through the rosters and see, you know, if like Marvin Harrison's kid, this guy's kid, whoever mm-hmm. uh, the family links. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Karloftis just, uh, is a rookie in Kansas city and his brother is a freshman at Purdue. Yeah. Red disappointing, shirt right? Disappointing. Well, he's a f- red shirt freshman. It's fine. His bro- look at what his He'll brother did along. as a freshman. Look at He'll come brother. along. Okay, so you want to talk about disappointing as a freshman then? Yeah, you yeah, got go. the two Mullen brothers. Yeah. I don't so, know if that's disappointing because he's just well, redshirting. Exactly. So you've given me the same shit. All right. Um, so which would you rather have, the Karloftis brothers or the Mullen brothers? Oh, it's hard to call. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know because we haven't seen Trevo yet. That's the whole point. We haven't seen Yanni yet. You've seen him. He's played. Minimally. So I, I don't think michael was on this but we said the two most important positions in modern day football are edge rusher and corner in that order it's very mm-hmm. close um but i mean literally i you you seth just gave the staff we have 17 sacks like that's pathetic um but what what does parker washington i know that we lost that game pretty bad but what does parker washington do without mowing on him what does um i mean I'm trying to think like they, they kept it's, it's an Jordan, important they kept position. Palmer. I just rather have a defensive. End. I'd rather have an elite defensive end than an elite corner. Both are important. Both are very, very important. I, I kind give, of agree with you, but I'm just give trying to me the elite Mullen. edge rusher. Uh, that's not I'm not dissing Mullen. This is like stock up, stock down. Mullen is good at an important position, just not the most important position, which is edge rusher. Mm-hmm. So. All right, I'm tapped. Yeah, that's not me picking Karlafis. It's not me picking Purdue. That's me picking the premium of the position. Saying they wouldn't throw at Keon Coleman last week. Six foot four Keon Coleman, whatever he was, because Taiwan was on him. Yeah, Matt, Matt, Matt Millen was losing his mind every oh, time they were in the end zone. They're like, they have a one on one on the guy that's maybe six foot. He's a program six foot. Yeah. He's five eleven, maybe six foot. Yeah. <laughs> yes i've seen that and heard that a hundred times probably all right brandon randos all right uh have you decided what you're doing for the game yet michael i don't want to talk about it no we'll okay well so it, it, i uh i am not going to the game um but instead i have friends flying in town for the steelers game so i'll be watching it downtown how ridiculous should i be um downtown for iu like one to ten like what what scale should i be at on the on the brandon scale like you're going to roy's right going to roy's okay um it just depends on where you're at in in the bar i mean if you get into the bar 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 part of it um i'd say just go full scale brando nice um (laughs) 
Especially I will also be in like looking for. <laughs> that's absolutely the end. I just wanted someone to say yes. So when Sasha yells out, like Michael told me to do this. No, especially if some excuse me, excuse me, kids, some dumbass like actual Purdue fan walks into Kilroy's thinking that it's like a good idea for them to watch a game there. Yeah, go full scale. But you know what? Your your wife will take care of that kid. Yeah, but, she will. Uh, yeah, you have permission from me to go okay. full scale, Brando. Got it. Perfect. Um, I got two questions. One for Seth, one for you, Michael. First one to Seth. How much would a Purdue loss in this game really matter to to Purdue? Like, what what's the scale of the loss? Is it apocalyptic? Is it I don't give an S? Like, where does it fall in the spectrum of a loss? And I have a, I have a, I have a one B to that after you answer it. Jack shit. That's what I thought. Okay. There's, yeah, okay. That's, that's, that's where I thought you would answer. Okay. We're, so, guar- we're guaranteed like a top five Big Ten bowl game. That's nothing. Red Box Bowl or something. But yeah, um, I mean, I, I would take but, it. But going I would take from it. seven and five to eight and four, the bowl game that we're going to get is going to be, be marginally different. Yeah, I don't know. it just depends on who goes to the to the playoff. If you can somehow get Michigan and Ohio State in there, right? That's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Probably, I think you'd have to have cool, maybe very a very close game Saturday. Uh, so my my question was how much how embarrassing or important or whatever how much would you take this loss if IU were to have lost last week and there were eight oh. straight losses oh. going into. It, it'd be a little bit more devastating for okay. sure because okay. at that point that's the whole give up factor mm-hmm. and it's like oh you gave up for eight after eight weeks and then all of a sudden you're just going to turn it on just mm-hmm. for a rivalry game yeah that would be yeah that hurt a little more because that would have been like last year and i could see how tense you were exactly last year after oh the yeah first drive yeah last year i had i talked myself into thinking that was going to be a close game even though every bit of evidence told me otherwise well, the first drive kind of, yeah, you puckered up every right? bit of a. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, all right, move on. on. Oh, my! You had Mike, a question for Michael. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much would an IU win really matter? Huge, huge, huge. I mean, it, it, okay. So, I think this is also a, a, another question off of the question. Let's say Nebraska wins Friday. Then, not only do you do you just pick up two straight trophy games. Okay, including actually two of the two biggest ones that we have. Um, and then I wish we had one with Illinois. I think we used to maybe back in the day. But um, so that would be two for two on trophy games. Um, the Buckets back home, the Spitters back home, keep Purdue out of the Big Ten championship game. I think it's I think it's a big win. And I think it's I think it's all about momentum, Brandon. It's I all think it is about momentum. So you know how in uh, pardon the interruption they have like what does this mean? My word would be program changing. Yeah, I think if they can win two in a row, end the season momentum, two trophies, players stay. Yeah, you build your recruiting, you build faith back in the, the fan base. Yeah, yeah. And you, you definitely you build, build the you, fan base. You build the fan base up, back up, which is arguably the most important thing right now. Yeah. Um. Like not not that recruiting and keeping players isn't important, right? But like, it it was at an all time low ten days ago. Um, yeah. yeah. So I yeah I think this is the most important game in this season schedule and in next season schedule. This game is program changing. 
Yeah. The difference between five and seven and four and eight may not be a lot, but the difference between five and seven and three and nine is oh, a huge gaping huge. chasm. Yes. Because then you're sitting there being like, man, if we wouldn't have fumbled against Maryland, we'd be in a bowl. Or could you believe we were up 14 or one play. 13 or 14? One play goes differently. Yeah. 14 nothing against Rutgers. 14 nothing against Rutgers. Or we were tied 21 21 against Nebraska at halftime. And like, if any of those bounce the other way, you know, and granted still, I mean, if anything bounces the wrong way in the Illinois game or Western Kentucky game, or, you know, that could be different too. But yeah, I think it's huge. I think it really do. I think it's massive. All right. Hold so, on. Seth has something. Seth has something. I had one more sack I forgot about. Idaho is a playoff team. There you go. I told you they were good. Not like good, good, but yeah, good enough. Anything else in the sack there, Bill? No, I'm sorry. I don't want to. I, I don't want to cut you off again. I know what the feeling is when you don't empty your sack. Um. So real quick, everyone was ripping Tom out ten days ago. Some of it deserves, some of it not, for basically putting two seasons together. So, I did a little bit of research today. Let me know what you think of these records: seven and six, six and seven, four and eight, two and four. Nine and four, seven and four. Seth, whose record is that? I can answer it because he's not paying attention. Yeah, that's Mr. Jeff Brom. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jeff Brom really only has one good season. Yet everyone like Jeff Brom's going to this program. He's going to this program, and he's an offensive genius. And blah blah blah. Tom Allen arguably has a similar resume. To Jeff Brom, his highs are high, his lows are low. Recruiting hits, recruiting misses, development misses, development hits. I got this question. Who inherited the program at a lower point? Oh, my God. Bring back Hazel. Bring back Hazel. That's all I have to say. back Hazel. Uh, I don't know how low was when uh, that was a weird time. Like 126 out of 130. Like. Yeah, you guys were bad. You played in the Big Ten West, though. You go four and eight in the Big Ten West. You're going going four and eight. We we couldn't get to four and eight. Four and eight. You guys had a logo on your team too, and you were four and eight. So my my point is, I guess ours went all four and eight too. So there's a couple years I would have given a nut for four and eight. The stock (laughs) isn't as low on Tom Allen as people think, and I don't. And I think Jeff Brom is one of the most overrated coaches, not just in the Big Ten but in the country. Because you you talked when you talk about openings and Jeff Brom has always talked about and I don't understand that at all. Um, but that's my two cents there. Um, last thing on a high note here, Seth and I did play high school football and both of our <laughs> teams are in the state finals. So so, you. so Seth is is Valpo bringing home a state championship? He's so pessimistic. He, He's gonna say no. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, man. Play? I, I was uh we play Whiteland. I was surprised we beat Maryville. They whooped our butt in the regular season. Uh I was surprised they beat Snyder on a uh on a fourth down overtime touchdown, then they went for two. I mean, they're playing with house money at this point, so I wouldn't put anything past them. White Whiteland. But Whiteland went twelve and one. Who's who was supposed to be there? Whiteland was supposed yep. to be incredible this year. Valpo and, and Snyder, no. Snyder and Maryville are supposed to be the coming out of the north. 
So both New Prairie, which is my high school, and Valpo, neither both were supposed to be good. Like both were supposed to win the section, you know, win the sectional, be there. Neither one was supposed to get to state. Um, New Prairie won in equally dramatic fashion. They scored with a little over three minutes ago in the fourth quarter to make it nine to seven. They got an onside kick, picked the field goal <laughs> to win. So they awesome. scored. They scored ten points in like under four minutes to win the semi-state. Um, they're, they're, I listened to Greg Rakeshaw on 107.5 and he talked about the 4A game for two seconds because it's supposed to be the biggest blowout. <laughs> so my high school is supposed to get absolutely demolished against East Central. Um, but Guys in your they, little baby schools. <laughs> Valpo's not a little baby school. No, baby five we got school. relegated to 5A though. We had, a couple, we had a couple of rough years. And 4A is not... It was 3A when I was there, so it was obviously smaller, but we've been crushing people for the past decade, so we've we've moved up. Um, 4A is not small. It's not big. It's not small. Um, but anyway, go uh, go Valpo. Go New Prairie this weekend. Region um, represent. Make, make us proud because we are two podcast guys who, who did play football in high school. All right. All right. That's it for me. Predictions. Cool. Predictions. This is going to be fun. Uh, All right. I'll go. I'll go first. I'll go first, and I'm not gonna look. Hands are up. Hands are up. So you guys can't accuse me for changing it like I did last week and won. But um, weird game, weird score, weird game. Uh, I've got Purdue, and it's all just under. And I told you I was gonna cover Purdue twenty six. Bucket comes home. IU twenty seven. Last wow. second, Chucky, Chucky from forty nine yards out with, I don't, I don't know, I don't, somebody, somebody watching over the game, I don't know, but Big Ten will make it super dramatic. Maybe Tom Allen's wife's on the field. Who knows? Go ahead, Seth. So, I gave you all the reasons why I think it's going to be close this year. Purdue is not this high-powered juggernaut offense. They're struggling to throw the ball lately. They've been leaning heavily on the run game and the defense, the run game which has been decimated by injury. This is going to be a lot tougher than I want it to be. He can't. He's not going to pay it. So oh, no, there's no way in hell. Anymore. It's going to be 27-17, Purdue. Okay. <laughs> All right. They don't cover, uh, though. So 27-17, are... Purdue. So you guys both have IU covering and under. Yep. I got the over, obviously. I've been I've been hyping the over all, all, all game. I got the score 31-27, Purdue. Oh, um, I, I, I do, I do think, uh, it's 31, 21. IU gets a touchdown, um, and they go for two to make it a one possession game. They don't get it. So it's a four possession game. And we do see them get a long third and seven that they then convert, which is so frustrating. And me and Michael are very mad because if we just got a stop, we could have got the ball back, but we don't get that stop. And Purdue is able to kneel it out in a very, very close victory. Very, very close. Um, I think it, I don't think this game gets above two possessions at any point of the entire game. If you asked me last week, I'd say this is a 24 point game at the least. Yeah. But, but oh, Dexter going, Williams, going into going into yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But after the Michigan State game, 
there's real fear. I'll tell you that much. Okay. All right. Uh, Seth will throw up the poll on Twitter. You guys will not vote for me. And uh, actually, you might in this so game. So you have a one-point win. I have a four-point loss. And Seth has a ten-point loss. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep, he'll do that. Are we going to have Sethy live tweets this week? Confirmed. Okay, that is confirmed. Um, and then, yeah, so for that, be sure to check out our podcast on Twitter. It's at Podcast LEO. Be sure to download, rate, review, follow all of us, or follow us on all of our platforms. And also follow us, not in person, just on Twitter. Um, yeah, that's it. Love you guys. LEO, Seth's not going to say it, so it doesn't matter. Mm. Are, you, are you done? LEO. <laughs> I, think, I think he said it. I think he said it. LEO. Awesome day. LEO. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. LEO. All right. Great. LEO. Appreciate you guys. LEO. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. LEO. Have a great day. LEO. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And LEO. Oh, thank you so much. LEO. Well, thanks so much. LEO. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. LEO. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. LEO. Awesome. LEO. LEO.